Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and there's a non-denominational retreat weekend at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. This will be a time of support and renewal for parents and grandparents on the journey of parental alienation, standing strong in resilience, paving the way for good health and a great future. This will take place April 22nd through the 24th at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida, and I will have all the details in the podcast notes. I'm going to bring back on Monica Grego. She is from New Mexico. I have had her on my podcast several times. And when we talked last, she has been telling us that her case has been open since April of 2016. And now the girls have been given to the father for trial home visits with, with dad. And we're going to talk about that. And there are other, you know, caseworkers involved. We discussed that. And Monica had talked about in the last podcast is the best way to explain your case is to expose these people and accountability needs to be in place laws need to be followed as well as the judicial canons so everything has fallen by the wayside you know and you know monica is going to tell us her story and keep us updated so welcome back monica how are you i'm doing good um i'm uh kind of wish that I wouldn't have to be on a podcast, but it is nice to have a place to uh have a voice and um kind of let the public know you know hey um don't be afraid to speak up because that is all we have is our voice, and we need we need to use our we need to use our voice that's gonna be the only way we're gonna change the system from what it is right now mm-hmm. is by speaking up staying quiet. And listening to attorneys that will tell you to sit down and shut up is not going to help nobody. Mm-mm. Never has and it never will. In fact, that kind of does more damage than, than good, I'm afraid. Yes. You know, and you're a big advocate in New Mexico. And uh, you know, um, you're on Facebook. You're popular. Um... Well, I want to say, though, that most of my popularity has been mostly because I've put in some money into my own website mm-hmm. to um, advertise specific uh, cases or specific um, evidence that the, these courts are not paying attention to. Like, um, I do want to talk about a mother named um, Valerie Mettler. She's from Indiana. and um, I didn't get too many good results with her um, evidence, but it seemed like the people that weren't responding to her in Michigan or in Indiana did in fact respond a little bit favorable than expected. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're not going to always get good results by um, paying for um, our ads to be exposed to so that Facebook shares them with people, but we can continue going elsewhere, go to different um, websites and um, use other websites to uh, tell our stories, such as um, Slam the Gavel. And we're really thankful for you um, bringing this service to us here in New Mexico and everywhere else. I'm grateful to have you on to be strong enough and brave enough to share your story because a lot of people can't, you know, they're so shocked after their kids have been taken away and they've been verbally abused. Their kids have been verbally abused and other types of abuse. And I'm so glad you're on the show to guide people and expose the system. Well, I mean, someone has to do it somewhere. And um, I do have a plan. You know, I was kind of, I was kind of being patient and waiting, seeing if things were going to get better with the new supervisor on the case. But, um, I just don't have any hope for this agency anymore in New Mexico. I mean, my only hope is that Rebecca Dow, who is running for governor right now here in New Mexico, will win as governor and will be able to reform CYMB with a lot of my ideas and other ideas I'm sure people have sent to her. 
and um, we just need change. We really need to see this this system changing, and um, you know the best way is for us to take back our voices and our power, and above all, our constitutional rights. And uh, right now, I'm really trying to um, put together. Of course, the original parental amendment is going to probably be from the parentalrights.org website. But um, I'm going to use that to see if I can uh, get people to push their legislators, their state representatives, um, to get this parental rights amendment into federal and state law all across the United States, in all, all 50 states, including Puerto Rico, because we really need it. We really need it. And we, it should have been in place a long time ago. Whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans or the Libertarians, it doesn't matter who, but everybody, everybody that has a beating heart that feels, that thinks, should be able to come to the table and say, you know what? Put your ego and your pride aside and just do this for the families, for the children. If you don't want to do it for the families, do it for the children because these children are going to grow up and then they're going to decide what they want to do with America when we're no longer here. And I'm afraid that if we do not make changes right now, that we are all still here and able to do it, our children are not going to be nice to America. They're not going to be nice to these other countries because they're going to remember what they went through. It's going to eventually come back to them in their brain, in their heart, in their soul. They're going to come back and they're going to say, wait a minute, you did this to my mom, you did this to my dad, or my grandpa, or my grandma, or my aunt, or my uncle. And these kids are not going to be nice. And we're not going to be here to stop it. So, I mean, I think everyone, instead of talking about changes, they need to make the changes. And I know it's hard. A lot of people, they use anxiety to escape and say, I have so much anxiety. I can't sit at that computer. I can't do this. When it clearly says in the Bible, with God, you can do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with God, all I things are anxiety. possible. I, yes, I had anxiety. I had high anxiety. I had a lot of depression. And I, you know, recently had a conversation with the, another mother who was trying to help a family. I told her, I said, you know what? I used to be a horrible person, but I made enough changes that I can help people now. And I had to step outside the box. You know, when the judge told CPS, think outside the box, and they didn't even do that. They didn't even do that. They wouldn't even listen to the judge. That's the worst part of it all. You know, so I said, okay, they won't think outside the box, then I will. Because someone has to be responsible. Mm -hmm. Someone has to take action. So, you know, my website, it was just an idea one day. And I said, "Mm, could it get far? Could I continue with it? Could I really help people? And um, I did meet someone named Monica. Her name is Monica Mira here in New Mexico, and she's supposed to be a family advocate, but she's with a company that, you know, and I'm not against people accepting donations for help, but if you're really going to be an advocate, really help people. Don't wait until you get a paycheck to help people or some kind of funding. I don't, what I do for people, I don't get funding. Mm -hmm. You will not find nothing with my name on it through the IRS for funding, for nothing. Mm-hmm. Because everything I do, I do it to really actually help people. And so whenever, like, people that, if my, if my website's popular, it's because of me, because I'm putting that time and that money into it. And, um, you know, I really don't trust people to manage my website like I would. Mm-hmm. So that's why I haven't really given it to nobody to help. I've tried, but, um, you know, I just feel like I, I really, the research I find, I don't think people can find. So, um, you know, I think that's enough about me, and I will go ahead and talk about the case. 
and okay. um, where it's going right now. Definitely. So, so if I remember clearly, the last time I had, was on your show, um, going to visits and the kids were showing up dirty, unbathed, teeth are not brushed, no bedtime routine, they were hungry, they were tired, they were irritable. Um, Holly's hair was getting braided by her teacher, Rural Leonin. Um, not much really to say about this other than, you know, the only good thing that has happened recently is that with um, the new supervisor, we got, well, I got to attend Holly and Esmeralda's um, eye doctor appointment. The doctor said Holly's vision was 2020, perfect. Oh, that's good. And so Holly doesn't need glasses, apparently, according to the doctor. I'm going to trust that he was not just saying that because he didn't really want CYFD in his office. Because he did seem a little uncomfortable with them there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I think doctors are like, okay, well, you know, why did we have you here? She's a good enough mother. But anyway, mm -hmm. Esmeralda. Now, Esmeralda, I don't know what Esmeralda was doing that day or what she was thinking, but I know her enough to know that she will do anything to come back home or to be with her mom. So even at this appointment that we went to, she was acting so blind and she was so focused on herself that... um. She was trying to spell her own name when she was seeing the letters for the doctor appointment. And we had to tell her, Esmeralda, you have to tell us what you're seeing, what you're really seeing. Not your name. You're not here to spell your name. And I think it was just her just basically distracting the doctor so that just because, you know, when I showed up to the, to the appointment, they were so excited to see me. Oh my gosh, they were so happy. So it's like, you know, Esmeralda, Esmeralda's getting it. She's starting to mm -hmm. put it together. You know, um, another thing that happened recently, too, is, um, you know, I kind of found how to, we had everything, I had everything planned, and I brought snacks for the kids, not too much stuff, and um, realized, oh, it's only an hour, so let's try to spend some time together. So it was, what, maybe two or three weeks ago. <coughs> and. Um, Esmeralda, um, she, uh, hold on a sec. Esmeralda went and, um, you know, I was able to calm them down. So they, they were upset when you came to visit? They, something was upsetting them? They were both tired. Mm -hmm. So um, I was able to calm them down. And they brought their blanket. I brought my blanket. I brought the girls' little stuffed animals that were like using like a pillow. I Esmeralda put her little turtle down. She laid down her turtle, covered up. Mm -hmm. I covered her up with both blankets because Holly didn't want the blankets. Holly wanted to play. And she even said, play, play. Mm -hmm. And so I played with Holly a little bit, but I split my time between both girls and stayed there. I put some classical music on, cuddled with Esmeralda on the floor, and then she got comfortable and sleepy. And mm -hmm. she said, she, she, she stayed there just sleeping for like maybe five, ten minutes. Then she woke up and she told me, she said, Mommy, you know what? And I said, what? She said, your attorney is an idiot. Oh, wow. And I said, I had to say this. I had to. I'm being honest here. I had to say this. I said, I gave her a high five and I said, I agree. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, tell me about the attorney. What's going on? She said, she's on daddy's side. Mm -hmm. I immediately knew what this attorney was doing. She knew that she was not going to get paid if I didn't show up to court. I have not showed up to the last three court hearings. 
she had the judge file a fake contempt charge on me, thinking that's going to intimidate me. And another restraining order. I don't even know if it's five or six restraining orders now. I really don't know. I can't keep track. But, um, hmm. so this is just a guess here. I'm not, I could, I could be wrong, but it's a guess. It's a guess that maybe these attorneys get paid $8,000 for each court case that they show up to every time. It's a guess. Mm -hmm. And my guess is that she didn't get her $18,000 in the last three months. So she decided, and they all decided, including the judge, You can represent Mark. Monica's not going to know. Hmm. Because that's the only way Esmeralda would have said something like that. Mm -hmm. She heard it and she's seen it. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. And Esmeralda is a lot like me. She could be doing 50 million things and she'll still be paying 100% attention to you and hearing you and soaking it all up and knowing exactly what you said or did. And she won't tell you either. She'll be doing everything that she's doing and she'll still be able to pay attention. She's so good at that. Mm -hmm. And she can keep a straight face too. Or she can make herself look like she's actually having fun. So you'll believe that she's playing when she's actually listening to everything you're saying and doing. And I think that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. One thing I did find out is the GAL for the kids is no longer attending the court hearings. So these kids don't even have legal representation right now. Now that was ordered by the judge. So the guardian ad litem drops out and the judge doesn't care? The judge does not care about nothing. And from what I understand, I've reported this kind of stuff to Office of Civil Rights, the police department. Actually... On second thought, I just got a letter last night from the police department. The chief of police, Harold Medina, here in Albuquerque, basically said in his letter that all the allegations were unfounded. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if, how about we push for the funding for the police department to get cut. Because mm -hmm. they don't need to be driving these brand new vehicles, bikes, motorcycles, all this stuff. If they cannot actually investigate a case and actually do their job. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, I did write a post last night about it. And I put the letter out in public. It's public. So mm -hmm. anyone can see what our chief of police cares about. Because like his little videos that I keep seeing. He's talking out of his ass really. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't care about people. He cares about crimes that have nothing to do with CYFD. They didn't like that I recommended for them to act as an, a separate department and do their job and not involve CYFD or look, basically seek CYFD's advice on whether to arrest somebody or not just because they're a parent. Because hmm. that's what they're doing. They're going to CYFD and asking them, you know, what to do. And it's like, they shouldn't even be doing that as a department. Like that's what the whole thing. That's the whole thing in my case right now is, th is that because we didn't have legal custody, they had to go to CYMD. I'm like, no, you didn't. You either were going to arrest him for child sexual abuse or you're going to wait till he does it to another kid somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I told I my attorney that, on October 20th, at the, oh, that was the last hearing I went to. I told her, and I whispered it to her, I should have shouted it out. Now I will say it. My brother wants to kill him. Mm -hmm. He wants to kill Mark. Mm -hmm. Because the way he feels, and he's, he's probably right about this, they don't get a choice of what, what, what they want to do, what they want to wear, what mm -hmm. they want to eat. He lets, he would, they, they put on dirty clothes because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to go and budget so that they can have money to wash clothes. It's not difficult. 
he's getting their benefits, their Social Security or SSI benefits. He's getting benefits for himself. He lost his job recently because he decided to lie about COVID. And the caseworker, Alessandra Newbill, she assisted with that lie. She, you know, that they kept my kids from me for 14 days and they see nothing wrong with it. I spent money on Uber going to and from that place. No reimbursement. And, and even after the fact that I finally made noise about the transportation, they finally decided to transport the kids mm -hmm. with a CSA named Christine who doesn't even care about the kids. You know, they're just there for the money, really. Yeah, wasn't she the one and that didn't care to buckle her in, into the back seat? Exactly, yes. She, I, I caught her on video. I'm like, no, this time I'm filming this because I was like, the first time, I'll give someone three chances. Mm -hmm. After the third chance, no more chances. Right. I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't matter because it's like, these are my kids. And if my kids die in foster care, I'll be protesting like a madman. Mm -hmm. I will protest until, the, until it literally gets like, like, if I'm correct, it happened in Missouri, right? Recently, they got their CPS building got burned down. Hmm. I may have I heard I, that. I think it was on the news. Daniel and Matt Lockett shared it with me, I think. I'm, I'm just, you know, going to be real about this. God does not like ugly. Mm -hmm. And these agencies are pure, ugly, and evil. All they do is destroy families. Right. That is all they do. And they take pleasure in doing that. That CASA that we have on our case, Jordan Woodall. Mm -hmm. lied about my kids being a burned down. I'm like, you don't even have to tell me that they're not there or they're there. I can sense it. I know when my kids are with her in her house because mm -hmm. she overfeeds everybody. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, come on, to sit there and let Holly eat, what, six apples or pears or whatever it was. Mm. And then when she, was, when she was kicking them out because I brought them food, um, she was having, she was starving them because there's no way that kids will take food and hide it underneath the bed unless mm -hmm. you're, you're starting to starve them because you decide to be evil and follow CYFD orders. Mm -hmm. CYFD, all they prepare kids for every day is trauma and they can say whatever they want to say. I don't care who they say it to. I don't care what state or who. What legislator, they prepare kids for trauma by what they tell these uh, guardians or foster parents or resource parent, whatever the heck they want to call them, because they have so many names for people nowadays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's all surfaced around the money. Right, because when I, they I, get I, sued, they, they change their initials every time they get sued. Every single time, yes. And they did it here in New Mexico, too. Ugh. And um, so, yeah, like, you know, um, we're still waiting on Esmeralda's glasses. She's still trying to take my glasses off my face to wear them because she doesn't have her own. I told this caseworker, or no, the supervisor, uh, Nicole Rollins, I told her, what am I going to have to do for my daughter to get her glasses? Am I going to have to pay for them myself? What is going to have to happen here? It doesn't take over two weeks for her to get her glasses after the fact that she had a prescription. She recently got that prescription and you're gonna tell me, no, it's because they don't want, Mark does not wanna get up off his ass, off his video games and go and take them to get it done. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't need a, C a CSW for that. His attorney is an idiot as well because she's been trying to get him a CSW. I'm like, I had a CSW. And I had it just temporarily because I'm like, all right, we'll see what she does. They don't do much. They're like, it's almost like a caseworker. It's really almost like a caseworker. They're not going to go and tell you how to be a responsible adult. If you didn't learn that in life, you're never going to learn it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to yeah. waste their time. And mm -hmm. then, like, he, he's on this housing program that they had through HopeWorks. HopeWorks is the agency that mm -hmm. my boyfriend was supposed to do his practicum for social work. 
And and supposedly, according to Alessandro Nubio, there's no collusion, there's no corruption there. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Because the moment we sent my boyfriend's um, social security um, proof of income thing to Alessandra, the problems just kept getting worse. Mm. And then, you know, my, my boyfriend, you know, they kicked him out of the school. The school's right there by CYFD. And then I realized uh, this lady named Tamara Thiedemann, she used to be a social worker, I believe, mm -hmm. at Mark Twain Elementary. And then she started working for CYFD, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up being working over there at uh, this college my boyfriend was going to. And I'm just like, these people are so connected to, they hop around these jobs so quickly. I'm like, how do people even decide to hire them? I don't know. Well, you know, when we were talking about the uh, building being burned down, that was in uh, Missouri on November 2nd, 2021. If anyone wants to look it up, it's fox2now.com. It says, fire destroys building that housed portion of Department of Social Services, State IT Division. Yeah, and, and I, like I said, you know, these people are going to get what they deserve, flat out. You mm -hmm. know, they, they've denied us our records. They just, they just hate to say, but, you know, we're dealing with narcissists completely in CPS. Mm -hmm. and, and all their agencies, every single one of them. The counselors, everyone. They're in denial about everything. Everything is no to them. Everything they say is right and everything we say is wrong. And, you know, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. This judge. Oh, now, now they're starting to refuse my mail. They're starting to refuse my mail. I sent them proof of things. They're starting to send it back. And they, when it comes from me, they send it back. So now they're starting to target my mail like they did before. I, I believe it was after I sent the Hague Convention notice to mm -hmm. uh, the IRS. Maybe the IRS is actually investigating them like they should be. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're um, actually asking the judge for her financial disclosures and stuff. Um, something I want to mention publicly to everybody is um, I really want people to investigate their own judge. And here's why. I could be wrong about this, but I'm, I really don't think I'm wrong. And if I am, you know, I, could, I will take responsibility if I'm wrong. But I believe I found my judges, um, what is it called? His bond? Uh, no, what she had was, um, It's when you, um, when you're applying for a job, you know, you have to have a, oh yes, resume. That's Sorry. it. Sorry. Yes, I was going to say that too. <laughs> resume. There we go. Mm -hmm. On her resume, if I'm correct, I believe she bought her way in as a judge. Mm -hmm. Meaning that the education she has, it came from the male. You know how we have, you know, these little ads that come in the mail and they, they have a little postcard where you can check any box you want as long as you pay for it. They send you the materials, you send them back. In so many months, you get a degree. There you go. They don't even, you know, you don't have no hard test, but you still have a degree that you went to this college or that college. Well, you know, that's the same thing where, you know, if a judge wants to get in, you know, these attorneys finance their judge campaign. Mm -hmm. I don't know if my attorney has done that. I haven't really looked her up yet, but um, I did find my judge uh, paid. She financed, she, she donated to um, Bill Richardson's campaign years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, lady, wow. So, I mean, mm -hmm. um, and she's not even from here. She's from Maryland. 
Yeah, these people have no morals, no they accountability. Do. They, they do not. Mm-mm. They do not. You know, and the thing is, like, my attorney has tried to threaten me with, um, oh, um, it's not going to go good for you if you don't do this, if you don't do that. I'm like, you know what? It hasn't gone good for me for six years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know. You know, Monica, how do we, you know, I would like to see the whole system abolish CPS, family court, yes. and foster care. Yep. So, you know, right. like, since now we're all still, you know, struggling with this for years, even yourself, because you were a child of foster care. And then, you know, when you go and have kids, then they still come after you, which means when your kids grow up and, you know, have kids, they're going to be bothering them as well. How do, how do we get this to stop? I think the best way, lately I've been recommending this to a lot of parents, and a lot of people don't want to listen about this. Either they don't want to listen because they're stubborn, mm-hmm. and they're believing other people, or they're afraid. They're afraid of going to jail. And you know what? Um... Recently, I challenged the police. Mm-hmm. I went down to the apartment where I used to live at, Cinnamon Tree, with my husband. And I went and knocked, my boyfriend told me to knock on the door. So I listened to him. I knocked on the door. Esmeralda answered the door to me. Didn't say a word. Didn't even say, hi, mommy, nothing. Just looked straight at me like she was scared. I told her, are you alone? And she didn't answer me. She just stayed looking at me. And then Holly comes up right next to her. Then Mark comes up and tells me to get out of his house. I said, it's not your house. My name is the first name on the lease. Mm -hmm. I'm here for my belongings. He tries to push my boyfriend down the stairs to kill Mm him. Um, Luckily, my boyfriend caught his balance, didn't fall. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend, like before in the past, he pushed the door open and got in the apartment after I was already in there because he knew, again, Mark was going to try what he had tried before, which was to lock me in the room with Holly and with Esmeralda. But last time, this time, he was going to do it with Holly and Esmeralda present. Hmm. Like always, like I've been saying this to the police for so long and to see where I would be. He was on his iPod Touch and he... Oh my gosh, he was literally going to go after me like a wild cat mm-hmm. for that iPod because he knows he has tons of pornography, possibly, if I'm correct, child pornography mm-hmm. in the, porn, the iPod Touch. And this is where Apple really needs to take action as a company and ban it completely. They need to put a system or a program in every single one of their products that, that says that detects it mm-hmm. and stops it from all websites, every single one. That means that they can't, that means that they're not allowed to access a website or an, or an email account that has it. Mm-hmm. I agree. They should be <laughs> held accountable. You know, Apple, that's why I don't support Apple products because they, they're part of the problem mm-hmm. by allowing this. And there's in their, device you know mm-hmm. and um so yeah he was gonna attack him like a wild cat and i grabbed his ipod touch and, and i told him don't touch me and he said in my ipod i said why because all the porn you have mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i th- I, th- I gave I, I didn't give it back to my threw it back at him because i was hoping to break it mm-hmm. and then i went and holly said potty potty because i went and i i unplugged the computer after seeing, oh my gosh, we walked in there, that apartment was such a mess. Mm. It was disgusting. Disgusting. Mm. Nothing was in the right place. It was just trashed, completely trashed. Mm-hmm. The computer was filthy. The desktop, the, actually, the keyboard, I had to throw that keyboard away because it was filthy. It was unfunctional. You couldn't even use it no more because he let Holly sit there for six months with food at the computer and eating at the computer and watching Emma all day. 
That's the parenting he's giving her. So I go into the bathroom where Holly says potty. I said, so I want to see what the bathroom was like because I looked the whole house and I was like, oh, we didn't see the bathroom. Disgusting. The toilet has not been washed or brushed in months. So there's a pee ring all over the toilet. Holly had no toilet paper to wipe herself. The mirror had all kinds of smudges all over it. hadn't been cleaned. There was no shampoo or conditioner, no body wash in the bathtub. The tons of dirty clothes piled up. Mm. Like he hadn't washed clothes for months. The whole apartment had clothes everywhere. Just thrown. Just thrown and dirty. I go into the bedroom to get my stuff, mother's files and stuff. And um, hmm. right away he gets on the phone and calls the police. Three times he called him to get a response. Making big drama like, I'm going to hurt him. I'm like, he, when he was trying to grab me to stop me from going to the bedroom. And I told him, the only thing that stopped him was I told him, I said, you know what? I said, if you touch me, it will be domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only thing that stopped him from, you know, acting violent. Mm-hmm. And I was still trying to be respectful because of the kids. Because, you know, I felt bad for Esmeralda. She was, she was already trying to act like the adult taking on our problems. And I told her, Esmeralda, you're a child. You need to go into your room and play like a child. You don't take on our problems. These are, this is not your problem. This is not your issue. You go play. Oh, how sad for these kids. Yeah, and um, Holly was in shock. She was in shock. And I had to get between Mark and David both because um, after um, Mark tried to go after me for the iPod, uh, David wouldn't let him, he was not going to let him hurt me. He protected me. Mm-hmm. And he literally told Mark, leave her alone. And he, he didn't defend himself after Mark pushed him and punched him in the face twice. Mm-hmm. And then Mark, like always, you're going to go to jail <laughs> for defending himself. Mm-hmm. He's going to go to jail for defending himself. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. It would have been, and it would have been easy if he had just said, you know what? Okay, come in, get your stuff, leave. Mm-hmm. But instead, he wanted drama. So he called the police. And then the police, when they got there, I could not believe this. We're going to serve you right now. I said, okay, serve me right now. I'm waiting. And then I said to them, you know, I said, you know, because the police officer said, you know, you got a restraining order, right? I said, yeah, I know. Which one? There's Mm -hmm. five of them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's comical because it's like, they're over here telling me about a restraining order. I'm like, okay, which one? How stupid of the agency to file five restraining orders. So it really does make them look stupid. They didn't have no restraining order. And then I told them, I said, you know, you're going to talk about a restraining order from a fraudulent judge who doesn't care about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. um, he didn't know what to say. Then they tried to tell me they're going to take me to jail. I've said this so many times already. So I said, you know what? I'm waiting for it. I'm right here. Take me. Mm -hmm. Because when you take me, I'll get another attorney. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. That was the, the, oh, he was so, they were both so mad because they sent a woman and a man police officer to deal with us. And I was just (laughs) like, they won't even take me to jail because they don't want me to get a new attorney because they don't want Marianne Dark Angelis off the case. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's like, really people, like, you really want this incompetent attorney that doesn't know what the hell she's doing, that doesn't care, mm-hmm. only about her money. You know, you're the second person I've interviewed with a judge with the first name of Marianne. The other guy, that judge's last name had a hyphen. It was neighbor or something. It's a long name and then dash neighbor. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. She's this attorney. I don't know what to do with her. 
But I know, I know this much though. I know she's not going to give me my case files. <laughs> I know that now. Mm -hmm. I've asked for them quite a few times already in email and she keeps on giving bogus responses. So I am planning to file a, a lawsuit against her so that um, she'll be forced to give me my files because they are not her files. Mm -hmm. They are my files with my name, my case, and I have the right to my files. Mm -hmm. You know, isn't there some rule that, you know, attorneys have to hand over a file? They do. I, I really don't know the law yet about that one, but I am going to research it and find out, you know, because, and it's hard because, see, the state bar won't do nothing to these attorneys. You mm -hmm. call them and it's a useless call. It's like talking to someone that you just want to slap across the face mm -hmm. because of the way they talk. They're just like, mm -hmm. oh, so sorry, ma'am. You can call our lawyer referral hotline. We, we don't even need another lawyer. Mm -hmm. We're not calling for that. We're calling to get you the attorneys that you already have to do their job mm -hmm. and then you you know you call court administration it's useless they want mm -hmm. nothing to them they say they're going to report it they say they're going to do this that they won't like i found out not too long ago by actually one of my friends i was on a um, video with him video chat his name is andrew warring mm -hmm. and um we were talking and I decided to do some research while we were talking and it came up. My fourth attorney is on the state bar uh, children's law board. Hmm. She's a board member for children's law to the state bar of New Mexico. So that's why they did nothing to her when I reported her for saying that there is not a constitution in these courts, which mm -hmm. clearly means they're racketeering, mm -hmm. which clearly means it's okay to not attend these courts because they're not real. Mm -hmm. Because anything that where you can't use the constitution is not real. Mm -hmm. And that's what I told the officer, I think, I think I told him that too, is that, you know, I'm not gonna participate with a unconstitutional entity. And I don't think he liked that. And it's like, well, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's unconstitutional. You you can't you cannot contract with them. Mm -hmm. When you say yes, you're basically saying yes to more abuse. When you're believing that they're gonna actually give you your kids back, no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> That's why like I started thinking about the legal guardianship. And just like, I, I, mean, I think I've said this before too, is that it's in the Bible. It talks about the, when the last days come, there will be no agreements. And as for my case, I wrote seven out of nine guardianships. There was no agreement, just as it says in the Bible. There was no agreement. This, mm. this agency does not want this case to close. They want to illegally adopt my kids out. They want to do it to everybody. And that's why I keep trying to tell parents, say no to that legal guardianship. Say no to that adoption. And no matter how hard it is, you fight for your parental rights. And if that judge don't like it, let her put you in jail. Because when you, go to, when you finally go to jail, if they actually put you in prison, you can use the library. There's like a law library, I think, in specific prisons that you can use to study the law. My brother's done it in this case. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how he's won most of his cases by studying the law. And, um, hmm. you know, it's just like these judges don't even belong on the bench. They don't. Especially if they're buying their way in like I suspect they are. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's even worse because the FBI is not doing nothing. I, I really wish I could still have that 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 phone call that mother that had sent me a phone call um where she she was calling the fbi for help she was actually calling them 
and she actually got through and they told her they didn't how they, they were not going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was talking to another author and he had called the FBI about, you know, these judges and they really didn't respond to him either. See, and I think that's why a lot of, sometimes people get like, like I know it happened in a CSI show once that, you know, someone was going to kill a judge. And I think that's why people get this way and people start trying to kill you know, cops or judges or attorneys or whatever. Mm-hmm. They do that because, you know what? People are tired. People are tired of being lied about. Mm-hmm. These caseworkers, they lie. That's mm-hmm. all they know how to do. They have a pretty face and they lie. My caseworker will not get off the case knowing that she is causing the police to ignore the child sexual abuse that my kids are going through because her dad works for the police. Mm-hmm. She knows it and she still will not get off the case. Like right now, behind the scenes, she's controlling everything, telling the supervisor what to say, what to do. She's the one that's being the supervisor and the supervisor is the puppet on the string mm-hmm. doing whatever the- Alessandra tells her to do. They're power Yeah, and they're power mad. Yeah. And I'm so sorry this is going on so long when these girls need their mother, especially at a time like this. And at the ages that they are at, they need their mother. Yes. Um, Esmeralda, she started clinging on to Holly, calling her Mama Holly. Mm. And I said, Esmeralda, that's not your mom, that's your sister. Hmm. Hmm. And, you know, the school system, too. Mm-hmm. They need to get their funding cut completely. I agree. After I, um, recently I had reported to the Civil Rights Division again, the um, Albuquerque Public Schools and the New Mexico Public Education Department, because after I participated in that, uh, it was a conference a while back. It was free. It's a webinar. It's very short, but it was free. I was really thankful for it, and I learned a lot. It was for the, I think, Texas custody interference or something like that. It was like a webinar with, um, oh, I forgot his name, George. I forgot his last name. Anyway, he was, he was sponsoring it with the quite a few other people. Um, I think it was Petra Dieter. Okay. Yeah, Petra. Petra Dieter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's where I got the idea of contacting the police and asking them to change their, um, uh, just how they do things, how their policies, their procedures, you know, and nope, they won't change them. They didn't like what I said about CYB. It's almost like they're protecting them too, and it's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm almost feeling like like the police don't even have a job without CYB. That's how I'm feeling because it's mm-hmm. like they really don't want to solve the crime that's out there, and especially when it comes to kids, they don't want to solve it. Yeah, and I think that's why. Not- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's awful that they're doing what they're doing. You know, I'm getting so much, you know, denial, denial on everything. There's everything's unfounded. Everything's denied. Everything's, you know, not available. They hear Monica Griego on, you know, the phone or they get a notice from Monica Griego and it goes completely ignored or unfounded. And, um, but I'm not going to stop them. I'm not going to stop anytime soon. I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, um, hoping that it gets better. Um, this last visit, actually the last two visits, I had to have the CSA step in because parental alienation is continuing. And, uh, the kids, they keep on 
especially Esmeralda, more, more her. Um, she comes in, this last visit, she told me that I was a, um, threatened by Mama Rose. And I said, no, I'm, you know, I'm not threatened by nobody because she can't be me. And she's not even real. I mean, she's a porn star. Mm-hmm. So she's just bleeding, bleeding a bunch of lonely, depressed men drive their money. That's so weird. That's really, I feel so sorry for those kids. They don't need this. They need to have their childhoods. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, you know, as much as I didn't like foster care, as much as I'm against it, at least in foster care, they were taken care of. Mm -hmm. They were taken to their appointments. They had gotten their glasses. They went to school, bathed and cleaned and fed and not tired. They had their therapies. That's another problem I'm having too. Like this therapist, she continues to leave me out of everything with my kids. And I reported her to the regulation license department. They don't do nothing to these therapists. They don't even care. I'm just like, there's not even a point. Why are you even, why do we even have a board of license and therapists or regulation or whatever? And they don't even care about the people. They just don't do whatever. I understand. You know, that's that. um, it's been just difficult. This it's has been, been going difficult. on so long. And but you're it seems like you are you're holding up well. Um, I, I think if it wouldn't be for my boyfriend pushing me, you know, and being supportive and, um, um, I wouldn't be where I am today right now, at least right now, because, you know, he's the one that made me see I was in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that CYB doesn't understand. And it's not that they don't understand. They don't want to understand it. Safety plans. I, I keep trying to tell parents. <laughs> Don't agree to a safety plan. Don't sign. Don't say nothing. Because they don't follow them. Mm-hmm. They didn't follow mine. They're not going to follow the next one or the next one. And they use a therapist to make a parenting plan to make these safety plans. That's mm-hmm. another reason why I stopped going to therapy. Because mm-hmm. I don't need a therapist reporting all of my problems to CPS. So they can keep building their case higher. Isn't that a conflict with HIPAA? HIPAA violation? It is. But therapists will often lie and say they didn't do it. When I think about it now. So they used my parenting plan. And they used the letter that my boyfriend, that I wrote actually. He just, he signed it, but I wrote it. They use those two things, those two documents to make the safety plan. Hmm. That's why recently I'm only meeting with the supervisor and I'm just like, I reported her too. I reported her as well. And Hmm. um, I'm, it's going to be a hard thing to do this, but I'm not going to go to this family court hearing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go at all. Because, you know, by us going to these hearings, we're literally wasting our time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, seen, I've heard so many people talk about how they went and the judge did nothing. Mm-hmm. Or the GAL did nothing. The attorney did nothing. The attorney told you to do this or that. And then it ended up going wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the best, like I, like I tell people, why are you contracting with them? I'm trying to educate people about um, unconscionable contract, which means it's a one-sided contract. That's what we're dealing mm-hmm. with with CPS. That's what we're dealing with with family court. It's a one-sided contract. It is not fair. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It is not a fair contract. And nine times out of 10, 
you can't get out of it legally. So, and that's why I tell people, you know what? You don't show up, they don't have nothing to say about you. Mm-hmm. Other than mother didn't show. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're attacking my social media. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Attack it. Take everything you want to take from there. Make sure you take it all, though. That's my message to them. Mm-hmm. Make sure you take everything. Don't pick and choose what you want to take from my social media. Because eventually, I'm going to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, one thing I recommend to all parents, if, if it's in their state, because it's not private, it's not everywhere, is um, if they can find it. Access consciousness. It's it's um, it's kind of like a massage, and um, it's kind of like where you, you, you go and you, you know, you dress comfortable and. You talk about your trauma that you really want to let go of. And it helped me a lot. It really helped me a lot. It was expensive, and but it's well worth the money. I paid $100 for the session. And now it's like $150, but it's I just... Called, um, I'm sorry, what's it called again? Access Consciousness. Access Consciousness. Yes. Um, the person that I went through, I don't know if she can guide other people, but her name is Janice, J-A-N-I-C-E, Biondo, B-I-O-N-D-O, and her website is JaniceBiondo.com, and, um, you know, anyone can contact her and um, see if they can find access consciousness in their state mm-hmm. or their city and um hopefully get get it done because it, it is just so soothing so helpful and if you go in with an open mind and you're really ready to let go of that trauma and you can identify your own trauma it, it just it's awesome oh i'm glad you told and, me and that. then she also records she can record your session too and send it to you in audio oh, that's excellent i'm glad you told me about this and um, there's also um, an app called ACIM. That one, it does cost $5.99 on the Google Play Store. It's a one-time charge that you spend. And after that, you just have um, every day there's a, a you know, new, um, it's like a mantra kind of in a way mm-hmm. where you, you get you get closer to God or closer to spiritual world. And mm-hmm. it, it gives you a technique of how to manage stress, manage um, possibly even PTSD. Um, mm-hmm. I've posted some of the mantras in my own words, of course, mm-hmm. on Facebook before. And it helps. It helps me whenever I'm done with especially CYMD and, oh, and they, yes. won't, they won't listen. Mm-hmm. This last week, I got so angry at this supervisor, and I could I could see she she didn't she could see that I was angry, but I don't know if to to believe that she was possibly just like deep down inside, hooray hurrah, she's angry, because hmm. um when I get angry, I do get loud, and it's mm-hmm. like when I do cuss, we all have I think we all have a, mm-hmm. a switch that. Just goes off and I'm just tired of it you know my especially especially when it comes to my kids you know you don't mm-hmm. mess with my kids they, they're innocent they don't need to be they don't need to be where they're at they really don't mm-hmm. I mean he didn't even ask for none of the services that he's getting did mm-hmm. not ask for housing did not ask for wraparound services literally asked for almost nothing maybe he asked for the neuro neuros um neuropsychological evaluation for Holly, but we still haven't even given that. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly's on the list for DD waiver. They contacted me. They asked for information about Holly. Where's Holly at? Where's her, where is she living? Um, who's, the, who's the legal guardian? And so I told them and I give them the information. 
asking to keep me in the loop, but I really don't think they're going to after I give them the information. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked, I told the caseworker, the supervisor about the educational rights. Mm-hmm. Still no educational rights. And really it has to do with the public education department that doesn't want to give the rights. Right. Oh, this and is I think terrible. they're just, they're, I think they're just mad because I reported them. I reported the school superintendent and the attendance director to the civil rights division because, you know, after learning from, um, yeah, I remember his name now, George Saldana, it's for, from the, uh, the Texas uh, Child Custody Interference Group. He's, you know, um, since I was in that group and I learned all I learned, um, I asked them for records that the kids are actually going to school. And they refused them. They called me up after I reported them to the Civil Rights Division and said, you have to ask CYFD. I said, no, CYFD does not get state and federal funding for the school. You guys do. And they said, well, you're going to have to call and ask them. And then they abruptly hung up on me. Mm. New Mexico is getting horrible. It's getting mm-hmm. really horrible. I'm glad you're there to guide other parents. You know, it's... it's yeah. You're an excellent yeah. resource. Well, some parents just, um, you know, you can't get people to change what they're doing. And you can't get them to do what you're doing. And that's only because they're afraid. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, once you're in touch with God, and you learn to trust God, you have nothing to fear. It's in the mm-hmm. Bible. It tells us so many, so many times it tells us not to fear. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I. I don't want to keep you all night, but I'd like to have you come back on for another update, you know, as things go and your case progresses. I'm hoping it will progress. I'm hoping that this supervisor actually sticks to her word and actually does not let Alessandro control everything and does not listen to the CASA or the GAL that could be possibly pulling the strings on this case even mm-hmm. more than what they did with my mother-in-law because that was horrible. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law did not have to die. Mm-mm. I mean, she she neglected herself to take care of the kids. That's mm-hmm. why she died, because she was taking care of them. And then even whenever she really needed the help, like we had a visit one time, and she didn't believe me. I told her about this. I said, they're not going to help you. They don't care what papers you sign or what you do. But she had to go through it to finally realize that they didn't care about her as a person. Mm-hmm. And she had to call my husband, ex soon to be ex-husband, um, she had to call him to come pick a him, pick her and the girls up for visit that day. Mm-hmm. So he transported her and CYFD sat there in their pretty little state vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so one more thing I want to say is that, uh, you know, even with all the politics happening in New Mexico here, for the people here in New Mexico, don't believe that the, the uh, current governor did not provide electrical vehicles to CYMD because I've seen four brand new vehicles there that are electric. Mm. So even even if it's in the state bill that that she she spent money elsewhere and didn't provide it to them, she did provide it to them. Mm-hmm. They have it. It's on their property, oh. and it's on their property to still more kids. So you know. We need to get together, everyone, state to state, city to city, and we really need to stop this. We really need to just stop showing up to these courts. Mm-hmm. I know it's not going to be easy for some people because they believe they have to comply. Mm-hmm. You know where you live. You know we live in America. We have a constitution. You do not have to agree with something that is not, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And these courts are not right. No. None of them. None of them. I don't care what they promise, what they say, how they threaten you. It's not right. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, you know, that things do get better from my case. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully get the kids back with me because mm-hmm. you can't parent them. Mm-mm. No, they they clearly need you. 
Yeah, and at least with me, they will have the structure they need to have because, mm-hmm. you know, and they won't be tired. They won't be filthy and, and uh, their hair will not be all matted and not combed. Mm. I mean, recently too, Esmeralda asked me for Holly to have a toothbrush. I said, you know what? Your dad gets enough money that he can go and buy Holly a toothbrush. Because mm-hmm. I took them to brush their teeth, you know. We do, we do everything we can do. You know, I clip their nails. Uh, they show up with their nails all dirty. And um, I clip their nails. I wash their fingernails and make them pretty. And um, I used to throw a fuss when I used to try to clip her nails. But now mm-hmm. she's actually glad mm-hmm. to have her nails clipped. And, um, you know, one thing about Holly that's really awesome is that even if she has autism, she still hasn't forgotten me. She's still that sweet, loving little girl. Well, I will have you back on when you're ready to come back on. So don't, okay. uh, don't, don't jump off. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Monica in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you so much for coming on, Monica. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Definitely.